Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Yeah, all fat people are friendly. Fuck you, Ray Liotta. <laughs> And welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, I'm in a fucking rage over this episode. Yeah, I figured you probably would be. Oh my god. I'm, I'm going to put the rage corner music up right now. That makes me mad. <laughs> Okay. And I'm going to lean on it heavy because I'm angry. I was watching this. Penelope, my daughter, was in at the like in the kitchen at the bar eating dinner and I had this in, on in the living room. Even she was like, "What are you watching?" Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good sign, I guess, that Gen Z is like shocked and horrified by some of our stuff on TV. Horrified. Horrified. I mean, it was we'll get to it, but I think Chris Abbott, if she's not dead already, needs to be hunted down and just just tied up somewhere. We don't want to hurt her. Just keep her away from scripts and typewriters, mobile devices, laptops, any way that she can convey anything she wants to. Let's keep was, her away. From are we it. sure this wasn't a banana bonanza script? I was at a banana script. Oh, a it was a banana script. town script. <laughs> Was this a Bonanza script, though? It seems like a lot of these are, as we're learning from the Mimi Bees, a lot of these are Bonanza scripts. I don't think this was, but this was very similar to an earlier episode, I think in season three, where, I I think we covered that, where a fat kid was shamed, he was running for class president or something, I forget. Yeah. So, Michael Landon likes to lean real heavy on the fat shaming, I guess. And you know what, Jen, in the end, I mean, we all have to accept each other's flaws. What? What? <laughs> uh, not not a flaw. Not a flaw. <laughs> not, not a flaw. flaw. <laughs> so being I'm just a gonna, total bitch, everyone is a flaw. I'm just gonna put a trigger warning up front of this episode, guys. It's real fat phobic. It's real bad. So if you don't yeah. want to listen to this one and you'd rather move on, I don't blame you. And Amy's probably gonna be cursing a lot. So I'm angry about it. I really am. I'm like thinking to myself. The the difference it would have made 
in somebody like say this kid was real i know he's not real and he was in a fat suit which doesn't matter even if he was that size he's a real person you know that he's he's a real person but you know he's dead yeah i have an index card no 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 (laughs) since you mentioned it no 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 it's about him you just we're not doing the index card before we start the episode no stop talking about the shit that's in my index card stop trying to bring in knowledge well you were talking about him and how he's dead okay listen i'm just gonna say this this is what i'm gonna say for every one kid that is depicted on the screen there's you know 10,000 kids just like him watching this. Yeah, easily. Probably more. What would it kill somebody to just have a kind person in their life to accept them? And I I just feel like what a difference acceptance and kindness makes for, you know, LGBTQ plus, Q kids, women, overweight people, like whatever, whatever you are. And the only person, I feel like the only person who accepts him, his mother... They try to yeah. portray as an enabler. Of course they portray it's her yeah. fault. It's always yep. the mother's fucking fault. I have notes oh on that my, too. Oh my God. Sorry. I'm just, right. it's, my point is being heavy is not a flaw that needs to be accepted. Right. Nor yeah. is being gay, nor is being trans, right. nor is being but that's anything. How they, but that's how they portray it right it's like the only yeah. person that's like fine with seems fine with it or doesn't make negative comments about it is right. the mother who they blame <laughs> like what you should be judged on is how you act yeah your actions as we period. are always saying choices yes that's a choice yes. yep all right so <laughs> wow i ranted early in this one God. jenny today we're looking at little house on the prairie season eight episode nine for the love of nancy A young, overweight boy named Elmer Miles is mercilessly teased at school. However, Nancy, of all people, go easy on him because she actually seems to like him. Of course, she has plenty of ulterior motives up her sleeve once she gains Elmer's trust. Nobody thinks she seems to like him. They give away the game right in the beginning. They know that she's manipulating him. They know that right from the beginning. Okay, whatever. Jen, we open on Harriet and Nancy, and Harriet is leaving for a business trip. I know. She's going to Minneapolis. That's so funny. Isn't it? Uh, She's going for new merchandise for the store. She has to order some. She's a buyer. Nancy's completely distraught over this. And Nancy's like, why don't you let dad go? And she's like, "Mm." Mm. no. We don't want else picking out merchandise. He might shack up with some Irish chicken, never come home. Well, and he'll turn into Winoka Nels. Right. We saw what happened last time Nels went on a business trip. He literally almost didn't come back. Yeah. Remember when he had his little roadside apothecary or whatever he was doing? So Nancy's like, dad hates me. Father hates me. And Willie hates me. And he won't even help me with my homework. And she's like, I'll make sure. I'll make sure he does. So we cut to Nancy and she's attacking Cassandra in the schoolyard. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Fights were a thing. Apparently in the 1800s too. They really set up this dynamic between Nancy and Cassandra. It's so weird because Cassandra seems so much younger than her. Well, they're just trying to do, they're just trying to repeat the Laura and Nellie thing. But Laura and Nellie were closer in age. Yeah. Yeah. And we knew, like, we were invested in Laura, so we rooted for her. Like, we, of course, we like Cassandra because she's an Ingle, so we like her by default. But, like, we're not really invested in that character. 
No, we don't really know. I mean, she seems to be holding her own and kicking some ass, so I kind of like her, but <laughs> what else? All right, so a distraught Laura comes out. Now, Laura is looking pregnant. Did you notice? Laura is like 25 months pregnant. How long Laura, has this woman been pregnant? Laura's pretty preg here. She's pretty preg. Like for preg. like six episodes, and one of those episodes spanned like 12 <laughs> weeks of time. <laughs> the one with Eliza Jane. Yes, yes. Oh, right, it was a whole summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's what I mean. Like, she's got to be like 25 months pregnant. I just, I could watch a whole show, like a whole supercut of Laura's facial reactions as a teacher. I know. Because <laughs> she like is not teacher. here for this. She is not. <laughs> so inside, so she pulls them apart and she chases them inside. And inside they're getting out their readers when Elmer enters the class. The minute I see that he's an overweight kid, I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. You have to admit, though, he has swagger. He's a great kid. He, like, enters like a boss. Like, I'm like, this kid's going to be the governor someday. He enters like a boss. And he has that. Okay, so this can get real personal for me. (laughs) He has that, like, self-deprecation that fat kids do. You know, I still do it as an adult. Like, that self-deprecation. You can't laugh at me if I'm laughing at myself. And he has that. And that's a defense mechanism, and uh, I just can't. So, Jenny, go ahead. You want to do your stupid index card? Yeah, sure. (laughs) You have to say the magic phrase to cue the music. I have an index card. All right, go ahead. Who is Elmer? Elmer is American actor J. Brennan Smith, born in 1970. He made this, so I, I forget what site I got this from. It was marginally reputable. Oh my god, I couldn't find anything on him, but go ahead. He made his acting debut in the shit year of 1977 at the age of seven. (laughs) Appearing in the role of Sam Witch. Oh no. In the TV series The Cliffwood Avenue Kids. I knew you know How bad Mm -hmm. has that gotta be? No. Mm -mm. Two years later, he landed in the recurring, recurring role of Mike Engelberg in the TV series The Bad News Bears. Remember that? I do remember that. By the age of nine, he had already grown unusually tall and strong in stature, which made him ideal for the role. In 1980, he made his film debut with a minor role in the comedy film Midnight Madness. I totally don't remember that at all. No, I thought you were talking about Midnight Mass, and I got excited and was going to go on a team. That was such a good show. Nominated for an Emmy. Are you serious? Nothing. Wow. I mean, is it Emmy award winning? Yes. Yes. I don't know about that. Yes, it is. Did Secession get nominated? I don't know. We could talk about that at the end of the episode. In in 1983, he was in two episodes of Chip's Brat Patrol. Mm. And then it says, after a long break in the 80s and 90s, he was seen again in 1999 on Melrose Place in Beverly Hills 90210. So they never even... They don't even mention Little House. (laughs) They don't even mention it. Maybe He he wanted it out of his bio. He also worked as a production assistant on Pleasantville. Love Mm. that movie. Love that movie. Intimate Sessions. Okay. Okay. Punks, 1999, and Paradise Lost, 1999. He died in 2007 at age 36 years old. Cause of death unknown. Can't find anything about it. I couldn't find anything either. I looked and looked and looked. And, I mean, I found a lot of, like, reddit stuff like that he committed suicide or um not commit suicide he died by suicide do you know you're not supposed to say committed suicide really 
Yeah, it's not great because it's like it's implying like like it's like when you say they committed a crime, like it's yes, like that kind it of implies like some kind of criminal connotation. So you huh. say died by suicide. Wow, um, didn't know that. Yeah, so some people are saying he died by suicide. I hope that's not the case. Although any yeah. way to die at thirty-seven is not great. Yeah. Um, but I will say he's a good actor. He's a really good actor. He outacts all these motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair. The the other thing about the Cassandra and Laura or the Cassandra and Nellie thing that I think is funny is like they completely skipped over Carrie. Carrie should be her foil. <laughs> yes. Yes. John Carrie couldn't carry that. Speaking no of not being intended. able to act. Did you see the review that we had? Yes. Yeah, something about they had me at Carrie's trash mouth. This is from Kid Cordis. And this is a five-star review from um, July. Of course, because we at, don't read the bad ones. They had me at Carrie's trash mouth. <laughs> I'm about 10 years older than Jenny. Clearly qualified by the standards of the day-to-day babysit. The day to babysit these sisters in infancy. What? Right, Qualified by the standards of the day, meaning anybody could babysit us. To babysit in these sisters in infancy. Yes. Oh, I see. I see. She's saying she's only 10 years older than me, but she clearly could have been our babysitter. Yes. That yes. Got it. So this yeah. show really speaks to me. Y'all make me laugh out loud. More after school specials, please. We we should. We were just talking about that. Yeah. That we should do more of those. Because because they're such garbage. They're like, such trash. They're such trash. <laughs> like it's the worst production, the worst acting, the worst writing. I'll <laughs> never forget Wolf Dansberry. Is that his name? Wolf Elderberry. <laughs> Wait, is that the punk kid? <laughs> no, Wolf Elderberry. <laughs> Wait, that was a baby. Why yes. do I remember that as a baby? Yes, is the Rob Lowe one schoolboy father? Oh God! When he wants to name the kid Wolf Elderberry. Yeah, that's right. Oh. No, my favorite, is still Michelle, my favorite is still Michelle. My favorite is still Michelle Mod one. <laughs> <laughs> Love that kid. Guys, if you haven't heard our coverage of the after school specials, join our Patreon. It, just <sighs> five bucks for one month. Listen to them and unsubscribe. We don't care, <laughs> but you gotta hear them because Michelle Mudd doing Michelle a, Mudd a one. blood ceremony in her <laughs> is it has all the Jenny energy that you need. <laughs> how did I not walk into our bathroom and see you doing a blood ceremony in the ba- in the bathtub? I don't know how that never happened. I never caught you in the act. Nope. All right. So the minute I see him, I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. He comes up to Laura. Elmer does. And he tells her, I just moved here. Here's a copy of my grades. Laura's like, holy shit. You're really smart. Have a seat. Yeah. He's like, oh, here's my genius card. And then he sits down. (laughs) So he immediately, the fat jokes start immediately. Now, there is some new asshole character, some sidekick to Willie. Yeah, I know. Who is that kid? I'm calling broke down Ray Liotta because I'm like, God, he looks like somebody. And the best I could think of is Ray Liotta, like a very young dime store version. Yeah, okay, I can see that. So he and Willie start snickering about Elmer needing two seats. Ha, ha, ha. You're funny. Assholes. All right. Nancy, oh, I had, I was going to rip this kid apart. I was going to go into his looks, and then I'm like, no, no, he's a kid. I can't do it. He's a kid. Maybe he's going to rip this kid apart. Maybe he's going after this nine-year-old. 
So Nancy stands up to read from the reader, and Elmer is smitten with her. Classic, like, adolescent already in love. Yep. Like, ten seconds in the classroom. Yep. So outside at recess, Ray Liotta is like, we need to start calling this kid Blubber. (laughs) Like, that's it. And Elmer comes up behind them doing the self-deprecation and is like, well, at my last school, everybody called me Piggy. And I just wrote, nope, 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 I mean, besides that being all horrible, I'm like, oh, is that a reference to Lord of the Flies? And if it is, it's incorrect because Lord of the Flies wasn't written until 1950s. Yeah, and it's not a reference to it. So Albert apologizes and Elmer's like, oh, it's no biggie. Everyone needs a nickname because it makes you feel like you belong. Oh, boy. Elmer walks away and Albert goes, well, he seems friendly. And Dime Store coked out Ray Liotta says. <laughs> now he's coked out. I like how you just keep adding adjectives to him. Says, yeah, all fat people are friendly. <laughs> Fuck you, Ray uh, Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Not Elmer- really like involved in this. <laughs> So Elmer finds Nancy and he introduces himself and he's like, can I walk you home? Can I do this? Can I do that? I'll do anything for you. And she's not having it until he says, I'll do anything for you. Right. And she's that's, like, hmm. That's a phrase you don't say to Nancy. Nope. Um, meanwhile, that night, Nels is now in charge and he tells these, this is very much like, I'll get a bee in my bonnet like this sometimes. I just wake up and I'm telling the kids, like, we're cleaning this house. You're doing this. You're doing that. And nobody leaves until it's done. Like, it was very channeling me. I mean, who doesn't love a deep clean, though? It's so nice to, like, just deep clean your house once in a while. I mean, I hate doing it, but I like when it's done. I agree. So, Nancy has to, oh, Willie has to scrub the storeroom. So, he has to take everything off the shelves, clean the shelves, clean the things, and put them back. And Jen... Nancy has to pretty much clean the entire house. Like, how yeah. is that fair? Yeah, seriously. So she's like, I just want to work the switchboard. And Nels is like, no, you're not working the switchboard. So at Elmer's home, there's this weird, Jenny already mentioned it, like this weird subplot of mom forcing his younger brother to eat and clean his plate. Yeah. Clean your plate, clean your plate. Because of course they're they're... They have to blame, first of all, they have to blame his fatness on somebody. Right. And second of all, of course, it's the mother. Of course. Of course. Father well, fucking the sits reason, there just innocent. Well, the only reason that the mothers get blamed is because the mother's the only one raising the kids. They're the only ones doing anything. True. <laughs> so I wrote that the parents seem fine and Elmer seems to like his new school, but then Elmer decides he's going to show his little brother how to eat and he starts shoveling it in a la Ralphie on a Christmas story. Oh, God. Remember that? Remember that scene? Yep. Yeah. It's it, it's very reminiscent of that dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So at the Olsons, Nelson, Nancy claims she doesn't understand her arithmetic. I feel you, girl. I, I'm with you. And Nels is like, Okay, I'll help you with this, but it's like basic addition and subtraction, right. which is like, like um, mom helping me at my math homework. Right. <laughs> and Nancy says, "My mother," she says, "Mother always does my arithmetic for me because she like started to walk away." Yeah, and she's like, like, "Here's my homework. Bye." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Excuse me." So then she throws a fit and runs out crying. At school the next day, there's another intense game of baseball. These kids love baseball. Yeah, they really do. And I'm like, 
this is my thing is I feel like it'd be interesting to do a research project if anyone has time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, cause I feel like, like what you said about the Ralphie thing reminded me of it too, is like the dynamic of a lot of this show feels 1950s and not 1800s. Like, I wonder how much of it is just Michael Landon like, because you know that was his fucking heyday, right? Like the fifties through the seventh. Like he was raised, oh, he would have been raised. He in the 50s. was banging everything in sight, drinking, smoking. Well, no, but he would have been raised in the fifties, so probably that's like yeah. You know, oh, he probably thinks yeah. that's the golden era, right? And when everything was like right. I so, think he was probably in his twenties. No, he wouldn't have been no. in his twenties. He would have been teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So like that was, you know what I mean? Like I wonder how much of this dynamic and interpersonal interaction and the way the family works and stuff is 1950s and not 1800s yeah yeah i suspect like because the family kind of you know like women didn't have the same role before the 50s like they were participants in they were like you know they worked and they worked especially like in the 30s and 40s yeah and the 50s was the first time you could like raise a family and own a home on one income the only time ever because you can't yeah. do that again right so like um, that and only that, if you were white only if you were white middle class yeah, yeah. um but that group grew a lot in the 50s yes speaking of the 30s i want to just throw out a book recommendation i just read i just finished for the four winds by Kristen hannah about oh, the dust good. bowl I could talk about the Dust Bowl. That's going to be in Amy's variety hour. You can talk about about the Dust Bowl, Bowl. and I could talk about World War (laughs) I, and everyone will tune in for that. Exciting. But it's it's a really good book, and there's a lot of what you're talking about, like the role of women. Yeah. So, yeah. Very different than the 50s. Yeah. So it's like, why would the late 1800s be the same as the 50s? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's incorrect. And like that, I don't know if that they took that level of nuance from Laura's novels, right? Like they probably didn't. They probably took like high level facts. I want to, okay, Maybe. I'm going I'm to lay down. Well, and by now they're so far off the books. How much do you want to bet Michael Landon never read the books? Tell me a number. A hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to bet a hundred dollars. <laughs> I just can't imagine he did that. No way. I guarantee I it. I guarantee he never read them. Him. Because that would be like really putting in the effort and trying to understand like what what he's doing. Instead, he's just adopting friggin' bonanza scripts. He just goes in there with his white man confidence. <laughs> <laughs> just shooting all over the place. All right. So there's an intense game of baseball. And Nancy tries to steal James, Jason Bateman. Jason his Bateman. homework and Cassandra catches her and they start fighting again again and everyone's like fight 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 that was a thing yeah so Laura comes out and she's like I am not here for this and she has to break it up again well, in- I just have Laura's mother Debbie Dunn with these kids she is a hundred percent mother Debbie Dunn she was over in the restaurant probably trying to just sit down for two minutes and get a cup of coffee yep so in class, Elmer is nailing an arithmetic problem on the board. And he tells Laura that arithmetic is his best subject. Laura Uh-oh. wants to see Nancy after class because, you know, we need to talk about you trying to steal James's homework. 
And Nancy's like, oh, I can't stay because I have to go home and do some chores and I promise it won't happen again. Laura decides to let her off with a warning. She's just like, whatever, get the fuck out of here. Nancy runs outside. She makes a beeline for Elmer. Now, this is a thing, too, where she goes, Elmer. Oh, God, like, this I remember it. Before this she said it, I remembered it. I remembered this whole episode. I remembered yeah. him getting the feather out of the middle of the pond. I yep, remember, I remember all of that. It. She asks him if he'll do his math homework and flirts with him and gets him to say yes. Now, the next day, Elmer's coming to school and he meets up with Nancy outside and she's like, where's my homework? And he gives it to her, but he's kind of like, this doesn't feel right to me. To which I say, go with your gut, Elmer. Go with your gut. In class, everyone's laughing at the drawing of a pig on the blackboard with the name Elmer written above it. Wow. Wow. Yep. Laura freaks out and tells the class there's been too much fighting. That's not the proper response to this, by the way. There's been too much fighting. And now all of you have to write an essay on friendship. <laughs> She's terrible. She just a pendulum just swings so far in every direction with her. Like instead of they were all picking on Elmer instead of punishing them. Yep. Like she does this weird kumbaya exercise. I don't get it. All right. At lunch, Willie, fucking Ray Liotta, <laughs> and Albert are eating lunch and throwing out when Elmer comes up and tries to use some self-deprecation to endear himself to them. So he challenges Willie to an eating contest. Elmer wins, and they call him Blubber and cheer him on. Wow. Jenny, Albert knows better. Albert knows better. What you were fuck, raised Albert? by the moral compass of Walnut Grove. I mean, Ray Liotta probably doesn't know better. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to Ray Liotta. This has nothing to do with you. Ray Liotta's dead. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, right. He's dead. Now we see Nancy again. Again, there's like a game of baseball happening. And Nancy's demanding to bat and the kids are telling her no. She calls Elmer over. And tells him, they're picking on me because I'm your girlfriend. If you can get the bat, you can have dinner at my house. That's what she basically says. Promising him, like, some loving if he'll get the bat. So he goes over, he rips the bat off of Jason Bateman. Yeah. And everybody's like, what are you doing, dude? And Jason Bateman's like, you see the size of him? I'm not fighting him. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So now we see... um. Elmer's getting ready to go to Nancy's and his suit is too tight. Right. And here comes mom with unconditional love. Like you're handsome. You're just a growing boy, which is the way to play this. Right. Just love your kid. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now into Wilson's Nels asks Elmer if he's a picky eater, and he says there's only two things he won't eat for dinner, Jen. Breakfast and lunch. Oh, God. And I wrote, now breakfast for dinner is amazing, so I disagree. Do you love a I good just, breakfast for dinner? I, I will eat breakfast three times a day. Did I tell you I bought a waffle maker? Ooh. But it's so like when the, I come in, are you going to make me waffles? But it's like the little one, and I can only make one at a time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so am I getting homemade waffles when I come in? Sure, you can have homemade waffles. Elmer takes a moderate portion of the meal and Nancy and Willie shame him into eating a ton of food and do it in quickly and they laugh at him and it's real, real bad. Yeah, it's real, real bad. Now, Elmer sulks home because he realizes like he was the butt of the joke, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he tells his mom, yeah, I had an awesome fucking time, mom. It was great. And he goes in his room and he starts raging out and smashing shit because he's so angry and humiliated. He has food hidden in his room and he Mm -hmm. pulls it out and smashes all the jars of it. Yes. So the next day, Elmer heads to Doc Baker's and wants to be on a doc. Because what's going to make this worse? (laughs) Doc Baker. Jen, he tells Doc Baker he figures if he runs to school every day, watches what he eats and keeps doing his chores, it should be easy to lose weight. And Doc's like, whenever you want to weigh in, you just stop by. So I'm now calling him Doc's office Weight Watchers. Like, that's yeah, what he's totally. doing. He's going to get weighed. <sighs> now Nancy's trying to sneak out of the house past Nels. Another thing about this episode, it makes no, like, there's no through line. Like, it's nope. really badly written. It's like, random scene here, random scene there, random scene. Like, it's weird. Yep. So, bottom line, Nancy cons um elmer into scrubbing the kitchen floor by telling him she's allergic to soap nels finds nancy listening in at the switchboard grabs her and drags her home okay now there's this did i miss something earlier in the episode where laura assigned them this nature project no because that was super random okay no it came out of nowhere and i just Uh have next day is that carrie carrie looks so different carrie looks so different and they're really not using her a lot no i think they're realizing what they got on their hands there not even a little so later the school kids are all near a pond working on some random science project and nancy decides she wants a big fancy feather from the middle of the swamp and makes elmer go in and get it for her yep do you know what kind of feather this was nope that would have been a good index card but sounds like work (laughs) what is this random feather in the middle of a pond i probably could find it (laughs) It looked like maybe it could have been like a swan feather. Now, are you out of your mind? It's a plant, first of all. No, it's a feather. There was two of them growing there, Aim. Do you think this two feathers appeared there? There's three of them. Do you so you think three random feathers just landed (laughs) there? Pause. 
back. What is it, Jenny? Pompous grass. Oh, I see it. P A M P A S. That's it. I see it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that around me. But yeah, you're right. That is. So it's not a swan. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, how big do you think swans are? Second of all, did you really think like three random feathers just stuck into something in the middle of the lake? Do you really think that there's any kind of logic or continuity or, or accuracy here? I just thought Michael Landon put three feathers in the box because they needed them. Fair, fair. Okay, fair. Yeah. If you're if you're injecting Michael Landon's, you know, production decisions in there, yeah, anything can happen. That's true. Good point. So Elmer's carrying this grass or feather or whatever out of the pond and he falls and it gets wet. Nancy's pissed, even though there's three more out there. Yeah. Just go back out and get me another one. Yep. And she runs away. Now, that motherfucker, Ray Liotta, <laughs> comes up <laughs> with Willie. <laughs> and they're like, what do you keep doing things? Like, like, why are you doing things for Nancy? You know, she's an asshole, whatever. Then they ask to see his project. And Elmer swears Willie to secrecy. Now, Jenny, would nope. you ever swear Willie to secrecy? You can't trust Willie. You can't trust Gen X pro tip. You can't trust Willie. Right. Period. He's going to use the information or just be stupid and give it away anyway. So he shows them that he has an amazing display of butterflies in a cigar box. It's like tax. I don't know if they call it taxidermy, but like it's like taxidermy butterflies. I think it is. And they're amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. And so Willie decides he's going to rope Albert into teaching Nancy a lesson. Now I have written here, these two idiots never quite live up to what they're promising us. Because nope. remember, they try to teach Nancy a lesson with the mermaid booth and it was that dumb. didn't work. Yeah. No. That didn't work. And now they're gonna do something else that's gonna fall flat. Oh, I'm wrong. Laura's the one who thought up the mermaid booth. They they tried to get Nancy not to run for class president or something. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. So they have fallen short of what I've been promised here. Now, Jen, their idea is they fake a phone call and pretend Willie's going to buy Elmer's nature exhibit for 50 cents. And they know Nancy's listening. And did you see this? Albert's making the call from Laura's house. And she comes in and she goes, what are you doing here on the phone? (laughs) (laughs) I had flashbacks of when like we used to share a phone with mom. Oh my god. Mom god. was always on the phone. Always. Always. That so Nancy runs home, she grabs 50 cents. That night, randomly, we see Elmer running laps in his yard. We don't know. Why. Yeah, one of the index cards I was thinking of doing is like, when did we start exercising? Mm-hmm. Cause like that wasn't a thing. You didn't need to exercise because your life was so fucking hard. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like that's a thing. Well, but it's funny because the very little research I did on it. Like, the Greeks exercised. Yes, they did. But, like, then nothing for, like, thousand years, thousands of years. And then the 19th, like, the uh, 20th century, we started exercising again. But, like, later in the yeah. 20th century. Well, read that book, The Four Winds, and you'll understand why no one had to exercise. No one had to exercise. <laughs> Just living was, like, exhausting enough. Living was a nightmare. <laughs> So now, all right, so this gets convoluted, but just follow follow along here, guys. Nancy sees Elmer, and she talks him into selling her his exhibit. 
He reluctantly agrees. Then he says, because before this, he swings by his Weight Watchers meeting and Doc Baker tells him he's lost 12 pounds. So Elmer says, he swings by his Weight Watchers meeting. Did you notice I lost 12 pounds? And this bitch says, you'd have to lose 100 before anyone would notice. I want to punch her right in the face. Wow. So I was reading some message boards about Nancy and people are saying, now, we still have many episodes to go with her, but... People are saying, like, they never gave her one redeeming quality. No, not one. Like, you know how so Nellie had a little bit of redeeming? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mostly when Nellie got older. Yeah. But Nancy, nothing. Nothing. She's, She's evil. just evil. So Nancy, so they get into class and Albert creates a distraction. Did you hear his distraction? No. He's like, everybody, look at my collection. Nancy's like, what about oh, it? And he's like, yes. it's different colored leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He creates a diversion. Yep. So Willie switches the nature exhibits while Nancy's distracted. Yeah. All right. So now Nancy stands up and she announces, Mrs. Wilder, my collection will be the very best in the class. And Laura is every teacher in America at this point. And she's just like. All right, let's see it. Let's see it. Let's do this. Yeah. Nancy puts the box on her desk, and what's in it, Jen? Snakes and snails and puppy dog tails. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Laura freaks out, but I just wrote, well, aren't they nature? If it's a nature assignment. Yeah, like living animals feels like a pretty baller nature exhibit. <laughs> like basically a zoo and and is this the laura that would grab a fish with her bare hands and like go hunting and like fishing like this is not the same laura i think there's a level of preparation if you know you're going into a situation where a snake is going to be alive (laughs) that's true not on your desk you need to prepare if it's just kind of thrown at you yeah it's startling yeah that's true so laura flips out sends her to the corner everybody's laughing After class, Elmer's chasing Nancy down, trying to apologize. Again, I don't know how this was teaching Nancy a lesson because Elmer's the one who got hurt here. Yeah. He was like collateral damage. Mm -hmm. So he's chasing Nancy down, trying to apologize, but she turns around and says, don't ever talk to me again, you fat slob. Wow. (sighs) Harriet arrives home. She's thrilled the house looks nice. She bought gifts for everybody. Did you you notice that? Vincent Van Gogh was driving Harriet's carriage. No. (laughs) (laughs) Although there was some weird scene where she's trying to get him to bring the luggage in. Yeah. And he's like, no, whatever. There's so much filler in these episodes. There's so much. So Nancy is, she buys Nancy a fancy dress. Nancy's trying it on and she's whining to Harriet that she didn't have time to do her best friend essay or her friendship essay because she had to do all the housework. Yep. So... Harriet's like, oh, I'll do it for you. Not a big deal. So she does it on her best friend, her mother. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. <laughs> that night we see a depressed Elmer working on his essay, and he's got some new chewing gum, which I don't know why this was brought up. Did you see that? No, I didn't even notice it. He had something on his desk, and his mother goes, what is this? And she said, whatever, whatever, wax gum. I looked it up and it's just chewing gum because I thought, oh my God, is it speed? Like, are we getting into that? Because the context could have fit if it was speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because she was like, well, I guess you need your energy for writing the essay. Okay, does gum give you energy? Yeah, if it does, I want some. Right. <laughs> so the next day, he sulks to school and doesn't even want to stop by Weight Watchers. Doc Baker tries <laughs> to lure him in, but it doesn't work. In class, he reads his essay out loud, and it's basically like, you know what friendship means to me, assholes? It's like not calling <laughs> someone names or laughing at them. It's acceptance. And that's why, despite me being smarter than all you motherfuckers put together, I'm never coming back to school. Peace out. And he he's like, up. I agree with your f- teacher. You guys are all idiots. <laughs> At his house, his parents are upset and dad is hammering him with questions about quitting school. Like, why are you quitting school? Mom, meanwhile, not part of this conversation, is again nope. berating the brother for not eating. Yep. Finally, the mom says what Michael Landon wanted her to say from the beginning. Why don't you want to grow up to look like Elmer? And Elmer's like, I don't want him to grow up. Stop making him eat. I don't want him to grow up to be fat like me and get made fun of and blah, blah, blah. And I just wrote, of course, they found a way to blame this on the mother. Yep. Guys, being a mother is the (laughs) world's most thankless job. I thought being a teacher was the world's most thankless job. Being a mother and a teacher is just a Venn diagram of of (laughs) ignorance and unacceptance. Elmer runs outside. Dad, in the meantime, mom goes, I don't know what's gotten into him. And dad goes, sounds like some sense finally got into him. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. The dad is not an innocent party in this whole thing. So Elmer runs outside and suddenly we have the whole school walking up to him. Now, just put me in the rage corner right now because I need to go in there, okay? Okay. Albert and Willie are leading the pack and they tell him, Albert says, Albert, who should know better, says, Elmer, back there you said we were laughing at you, but we weren't laughing at you. We were laughing with you. No, you weren't. No. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. No. No, you weren't. Albert's like, we all have our faults that people don't like. No, that's not what this is. Ray Liotta, with his ass chin and his acne scars, is like, (laughs) I call people names. I'm an asshole. And Willie's like, I play nasty tricks on people. No, no. All choices. Those those are actions. This is a false equivalency. Those are actions. Yep, all choices. Albert says... If you didn't like the nickname Blubber Dude, you should have told us. We would have said, Who would like that nickname? Then he goes, Not that I'm blaming you, but uh, still, yes, you are. Yes, oh you my are. God. Oh, oh, it's my so God. bad. It's so bad. Sometimes the, the end, apology is worse than the actions. Oh, God. In the end, they beg him to come back to school. He agrees, but we never see him again. And he's also, he runs past Nancy and ignores her. So. That's the end of this shit show. Yep. So in the end, they have made fun of and ridiculed this kid, broken down his self-esteem, made him feel unaccepted and unwanted and unloved, and then told him at the end, well, we're all assholes. So, you know, whatever. I wanted to punch Albert and that motherfucker really (laughs) out of God. (laughs) kid <laughs> who is he i don't know he'll be gone next episode we'll never see him again we'll never see him again jenny what is michael landon's moral message here be skinny be skinny yeah. be sk- no it's accept accept the ugly people in your life accept 
the broken people, the fat people. No, just accept them because they're broken and they're just as shitty as all of us. Fuck you, Michael Landon. <laughs> God damn it. You know, if he didn't look so good, I would uh-huh. hate him a lot more. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Jenny, whose fault is this? Um, this is Nancy's fault. This is Chris Abbott's fault. All right. Well, I mean, it's always the writer's fault. Do we just want to blame the writer every episode? <laughs> I mean, that I feel like that's always implied. Yeah, it is. Chris Abbott, I don't know where you are, but come on the show because I want to talk to you a little bit. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> Let me get an interview where I berate a 75-year-old woman who, like, was a pioneer in, in writing for television in the 70s because women did not do that. But come on. Come on the show. I want to talk well, to you a little bit. Maybe maybe she should give could give some insight into like the atmosphere. Yeah, because you know Michael Landon controls everything. Maybe Michael Landon had a gun to the back of her head. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know the story. <laughs> I feel like if you are in his empire, then like you don't have free will, <laughs> right? Because we learned from Karen Grassley that you know she had to say what Ma had to say. Yeah, even if it yeah. grossed her out. So yeah. yeah. Like, she had to pretend to be attracted to that dime store Buck Rogers asshole. No, he was awesome. But maybe, no. um, maybe like, the script that Chris turned in got a lot of notes on it. And turned <laughs> into red something lines. completely. A lot of red lines turned into something completely different. What is this shit about accepting people for who they are? Get rid of this. <laughs> Kids are going to hear that and be fat on purpose. Where's Get this part about this not being a fault? Get rid of this. This is a fault. <laughs> All right, Jenny. At the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, talk about, I don't know how it affected us. This clearly stuck with me. I don't know if you remembered this one. Uh, we talk about how it shaped our worldview. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? So my why is kind of complex, and it, it has to do with a lot of episodes in Little House at this time. Okay. But it, in a way, by dealing, by showing us a world where there's these people that are exhibiting bad behavior, but like it's still widely accepted behavior, and then like someone's like, no, you're wrong. It kind of shows us Don't the bias dare. that was still accepted at that time. Okay. I was so like, do like, not dare defend this. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. But like, it, you know what I mean? Like there is certain bias that they would never have shown here. Yeah. Like racism. Like they, they touch on it, but it's not like, like there's always like one person who's racist and everybody's like, oh my God, we're like here. Yeah, the, the whole, whole town, town yeah. is like joining in on this. Same thing with like, uh, I feel like they do this with with other things too, but I can't. Well, think of and I right feel now. like where they really dropped the ball was that ending. Yeah, if these right. kids were making fun of him, you know them them just being accepting of who he is and including him would have been so wonderful without saying, you know, we're going to include you despite your fatness because it's a flaw. It was bad. No. And like, they don't, they don't resolve it in a good way. No. It's like, (laughs) no. Yeah. Jenny, I have, this is why we need to understand that fat is not a choice. Like nobody's like, I just want to be fat. And 
I also have, there's a lot of irony around this because there's new research out that shows, so obesity has like doubled Mm -hmm. from the 70s to now, like the past 40 years. Mm -hmm. But also trans fats and bad sugars and processed foods came into the mainstream in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. So here we're getting shows like this that are ridiculing people for being fat, but at home parents are giving us food that's making us fat. Well, and also the government, I don't want to blame the government. I mean, you could blame the government, but like, they're not the only bad actors in this space. Like they make, that's the cheap food, right? That's the more accessible cheap food. So it's like, what the fuck? Like make fruits and vegetables more accessible. They should be cheaper and easier to get. And anyone who has raised children, you know, like sometimes a core diet or their relationship with food is hardwired into them at that time mm-hmm. in their early childhood. Yeah. Can it be changed in reverse? Sure. But it's, it's really hard, hard to do. It's harder. You're coming at it from a, a tougher place. So I have, while ironically, while fuckers like Chris Abbott are teaching us that fat is a defect and people should love us in spite of our brokenness. The adults in our lives were introducing Twinkies and Big Macs into our diets. Well, it's always like media and TV and like yeah. every everything. Like the well, one when I say I was... adults in our lives, I don't just mean the parents. I mean yeah, people running things. Well, and the other thing is like I haven't experienced this personally, but I've heard about it. Is like the the school lunches. Like remember yeah. what school lunches were when we went to school? Like yeah. you know, it was like. You had a vegetable, you had some meat, you had, you know, now I guess there's like soda machines in schools and stuff. Well, not anymore. There's been a pushback of that. Oh, really? But there was a period, yeah, where that was. But when we were going to school, I don't think school lunches were healthy. They weren't healthy, but they weren't wildly unhealthy. Like Like, they were kind of neutral. They were counting ketchup as a vegetable for a while. Was that during our time in school, though? I think so. Eh. I think it was during the 80s. Like, I feel like I remember getting hot lunch and it was like, I don't know, it was like a cafeteria meal. It wasn't great, but it wasn't, there wasn't a ton of junk that you could eat. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to recommend again, because I can't recommend it enough, Maintenance Phase. It's a yeah, podcast that deals yes. with weight in such an incredible way. And maybe, you know, to have Audrey and Mike look at this script would be an interesting, <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. would just rip it apart. Yeah. Well, but, and, and I think the thing that that misses the boat, and, and, and again, this wouldn't have been a thing at that time that this was made, is like so much of, of your weight and your relationship with food is psychological. Like it's not physical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's just, I just never understood. And like it, full di- disclosure, like I did not grow up as a fat kid. Like I was not fat until I was like in my late teens, early 20s. So I did not experience what elmer experienced but like you don't have to to feel empathy for this kid of course not like you shouldn't have to like you should just be like that's literally what empathy is yes like i just don't want any kid to feel like what they're doing is not accepted it's it's really bad and yeah i don't know i don't know all right jenny so what do we have coming up next by the way wasn't it nice to watch something a little decent compared to Chicago? This? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, this was better than Chicago better and than The Chicago. Legend of Black Jake. Those were some real stinkers. 
Do we want to skip Wave of the Future? It's on flame. No way. No way. Why? Colonel Sanders is in it. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh, I no didn't realize way. that. Okay. Next, we're doing season eight, episode 10, even though I was trying to skip it. Wave of the Future. <laughs> Mrs. Olsen decides that reopening Nellie's restaurant and hotel as a franchise restaurant will, will result in big profits for the fledgling business. Amy tells me that Colonel Sanders is in this. We're watching this one because it's ridiculous. How do you even know that? Because I'm our producer now. So I've looked at it. Okay. (laughs) All right. You heard it here. So when when the episode's not appearing in your feed, you know who to call our producer. Oh, I'm totally going to fuck it up. (laughs) Guys, if you haven't already, check us out on Patreon. We are doing, so we took a viewer's choice poll, which we'll do a couple times because I really like doing those. And My So-Called Life won. So we're doing My So-Called Life, which I have never seen one episode. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And then we're doing Rock of Love. Yes. Yes. Wow, okay. (laughs) Jenny, that is the perfect formula for us. I think I saw saw the first season of that. I'm almost, when was it out? Oh, I don't know. 2008, nine? Yeah. Oh, I think I saw it. I think I saw it. Brad Michaels is someone who takes himself way too seriously. I'm not saying he's a bad dude. There's no indication that he's a bad guy. No. But he takes himself way too seriously. He's an egomaniac, though. And that's what I love. That that is fodder for us to just go in. (laughs) He's an egomaniac. (laughs) All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you soon. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.